Good morning, ATL. This is Jen, and it's time for your next edition of Flip the Lens. So this one will be a short one. Um, I originally was going to interview a child, a teenager, who lives on the autism spectrum, and then he decided he did not want to be interviewed. And so we kind of chatted a little bit through text message, and I asked him one simple question. I asked him if humanity could understand anything about you, what would it be? What would you want us to understand about you? And he was willing to chat a little bit about that with me, again, through text message, and we'll just call him JC. That's what we're going to call him. He didn't want to be interviewed. I'm not going to put his picture up online. Uh, And I totally respect that, right? He's 16 years old, and I completely respect it. But he did say I could share this little snippet. And when I asked him that, he just said, the one thing I want everyone to understand about me is that it is very hard for me to show emotions. He said, I understand basic manners. My parents taught me well in that regard. But sometimes just simple things like thank yous and other mannerisms are very hard to say and display. He said, it's not that I'm trying to be ungrateful. It's not that I'm trying to be rude. And oftentimes people mistake that with me. They think I'm just being some rude little teenager when I'm not. Again, he just said emotions are very, very hard to show. He knows he has the head knowledge, but getting it getting it from the head and getting it displayed is just something totally different, right? And it's it's very difficult to bridge that. And you know, I think we as humanity, right? We we meet somebody or we encounter a person out in the world and we very quickly size them up. We like to say that we don't do that, right? Everybody's like, "I don't make assumptions." I don't do that. But the reality is every single person you look at, something floats across your mind about them. It just does. I mean, automatically, it just does. We don't mean to do it, but it just happens. And I think when you're talking about meeting somebody who is living on the spectrum, and we do that, it can have really big consequences, not just for humanity in general, but it can have really big consequences for those kids when we size them up and just automatically think, oh, well, what a punk teenager. What a rude little punk teenager. We need to stop because whether you're talking about somebody who's living on the spectrum or just some average person living out in the world, we automatically make assumptions. I, I just... I don't even see any way around that. They just automatically happen, right? In our mind and in our heads. Um, But I think we need to be careful to draw ourselves back, pull the reins back a little bit, remind ourselves internally, hey, I don't know that person and I don't know the road that they're walking. I think if we reminded ourselves all the time of those two things, one, I don't know that person, two, I don't know the road that they've been walking. It would alleviate a lot of the misunderstanding that goes on between humanity. It just would. It just would. If we would stop being so judgmental. (laughs) 
it would alleviate a lot of issues within humanity. So, again, that was the one thing that JC wanted you to understand about him. And I would venture to guess it is a thing that a lot of people who are living on the spectrum would want you to understand about them as well. You know, I met JC when he was three years old. It was the first time I ever met him. And his father introduced himself to me and said, this is Jenny. And JC automatically asked what my birthday was. So I told him. I didn't see him for a couple more years after that. Then we had a big gathering uh, of friends and JC was there. And his father said to him, you remember meeting Miss Jenny? And he said, yes, Miss Jenny. And then he blurted out my birthday. (laughs) And I was like, what? (laughs) So JC is very, very smart, incredibly smart. Uh, I would venture to guess he has a photographic memory and he hears things and he just soaks it in and remembers. Uh, He is very, very good at sports. His freshman year of uh, high school, He was one of the starting pitchers for the varsity baseball team. So he's just this amazing kid, right? But if you met him and you did not know him, you might be quick to size him up and judge him based on his actions or his inactions, based on the words that he says, or maybe even more the words that he doesn't say. And we need to be careful, folks. We need to be really careful about doing that. So this is a short flip the lens. JC is one of the reasons why I'm running and walking for 24 hours in the next 24-hour challenge coming up May 21st and 22nd. I did this challenge last year and thought it would be a one-time deal. And then I decided about four weeks ago or three weeks ago, I'm like, you know what? We're just going to do it. And we're going to do it yearly until you just can physically no longer do it. So... I'm not in the best shape of my life this year due to all the crazy hours I worked in the last year due to COVID, but we're going to knock this thing out. We're going to show up and knock it out. So it's May 21st and 22nd. We'll start at 7 a.m. on Saturday, finish 7 a.m. on Sunday. It will be at the Marta Express Park and Ride in Cumming, Georgia, right next to the big water tower. It's in Forsyth County. And it's near Northside Forsyth Hospital, just right across the bridge of 400 from the hospital. Uh, I think the actual address is 4115 Bill Cantrell Memorial Boulevard. Don't quote me on that, but it's not super hard to find. It is the only express park and ride lot there and coming. So uh, we'll meet there. Uh, I've got two links I'm going to put up on the Flip the Lens with Jim page on Facebook and Instagram. Two links. I've also created two QR codes if that's easier for you to scan them. One is to learn more about what I'm trying to accomplish and to donate. The other is for Sign Up Genius, and it's to actually sign up, show up, and take an hour-long shift with me. You do not have to be a runner. If you show up and you can only walk, I welcome that. Okay, I had people show up last year that were not runners, But they got out there and they walked with me and I'm going to need people to show up to keep me going. 24 hours is a long time to keep moving. At some point in it, your body really starts to hurt and then your mind starts to go places it doesn't need to go. I probably really lost my crap around 2 a.m. last year (laughs) because I was in a lot of pain. And I started to yawn for the first time and then I started to panic a little bit. 
but I had a couple friends Skype me at that point. If you are out of state and you want to Skype and walk with me, right? I'll be walking and we can Skype. I had a couple of friends out of state Skype me or FaceTime me at that time. And boy, they really got me over that hump. If they hadn't have done it, I think I might have lost, lost it, um, really lost it. So the second QR code is to sign up for a time. So I, I'm asking you to do three things. I'm asking you to, A, dig in your pockets. I'm fundraising for a nonprofit called Culture City. They're probably the largest and leading nonprofit uh, creating acceptance and inclusion for people who live on the spectrum and also people who are suffering from other sensory disorders, people who are born with disorders that create sensory issues, other things like PTSD, dementia, uh, they do a lot of training for law enforcement so that law enforcement around the country can begin to recognize when they might be dealing with somebody who's living on the spectrum or somebody who might have sensory issues going on so that they don't mistake the actions or the, or the words or whatever is going on in that situation for something else. They are getting the training they need so people can walk away safely and situations can be diffused in a safe manner. And that is super, super important. That's, that's the stuff that really, really fires me up. The inclusion stuff fires me up too, right? These kids are aging, right? And they're going into adulthood. And the goal is to have them live as independent life as possible. And Culture City really is stepping into the trenches to see that that happens. And it really does take a village, right? It just does. It takes training for law enforcement. It takes training uh, for staff at venues to understand when these people come into their venues, how to properly greet them, to read body language, what language to use, all right, as they speak with these people. Um, so they do a lot of training. And um, I think the goal is to just help the rest of humanity understand, understand, all right? It's going to take a village, folks. And so I'm willing to stay on my feet for 24 hours. So I'm asking you, A, dig in your pockets. B, I'm asking you to sign up for a time. Come join me. C, I'm asking you to share that information with other people that you know. Share it with someone else. Uh, if you do donate, find out if your company will do a match. I had several companies last year do that. They matched what their employees had donated. And so, yeah, find out if your company will do that. So again, folks, May 21st, 22nd, 24-hour Run Walk Challenge to benefit Culture City all for autism acceptance and inclusion. And yeah, a lot of training that's gonna go on to help us understand, help us as a village understand and uh, all live together harmoniously, right? Okay, folks, make it a great day. Until next time.